Okay, we are doing the Orachayim HaKadosh, Parshas Ekev, Chapter 8, Pasuk Hei. The Pasuk says, Vayedata im levavecha. And you will know with your heart. Ki ka'asher ya'aser ish es bino. The same way that a man uh, gives rebuke, punishment to his son, Hashem elokecha miasreka. That same way, Hashem, your God, also rebukes you. The, the Torah, in a simple reading, is comparing the relationship that we, the Jewish people, have with God to the relationship that a child has with a parent. And it's clear in, from other places in the Torah, such as in Parshas Re'e, chapter 14 of Dvorim, it says clearly, "Bonim atim l'Hashem lokecha." You are the sons; you are the children of Hashem, your God. We say that also in the prayers. For example, we say, "Avinu malkinu," our Father, our King. Right. So the Torah here is saying that one of the aspects of that relationship that we have with Hashem, that is a relationship of a child to a parent, is is that the same way that a parent feels it necessary to uh, correct their children's behavior by giving them a punishment, by giving them a consequence, so to Hashem also reacts in the same way as if a parent would act when we uh, do not act properly. That's what the Pasuk says. Says the Orachai Makadosh. The intent of the Pasuk is, is she Odam im libo, that a person should evaluate with their heart. Right? A person should, she Odam is libo means, because he's saying you have to evaluate with your heart, that's the intention of the words viadata im you have to know with your heart. Meaning that we have to, what does it mean to know something with the heart? It means that it has to become a reality to us. There has to be a reality to us. We have to imagine this in our hearts. We have to ponder this idea until it becomes something that we can relate to. What, are, what is the idea that we want to relate to? Says the Orachayim, She'ein teva adam Usually, the nature of a person is usually to rebuke and to punish only their children. It is the nature of people to only rebuke and punish their children, nobody else. People don't uh, tell other people. At least, it's not in their nature to tell other people. Musa. Right? It's a, it might be a mitzvah, as the Torah says in Parshish Kiddoshim. You should give rebuke to your friend. Right? And uh, so, so, I think the, I think the, the Gemara expresses if I'm not mistaken, that right? that we're all connected. And of course, the Torah, we know what the Torah says in Parashat Kiddoshim, I'm sorry, you have to love your neighbors yourself. Right? Certainly there's a mitzvah to give rebuke to other people. It's not the natural thing to do. The natural thing to do is only to give rebuke, is only to, to try to correct the actions of your children, not the actions of other people. You know, with, with other people, it's, it's his business. It's their business. It's live and let live.
That's the way they choose to live their life. That's their business, none of my business. But by a child, Dr. Rachaim Akash, that's not the case. By the child, Mashi, right? Ki Allah Yaqbid Burosa also Ra, because when, when, when one sees their child do something bad, they're Makbid. They, they can't just let it go. They're, uh, they, they can't just let it go when they see it. Mashiachin, in contradistinction, which is not the case, Yagish Libor Biros Ben Havero Osis Resha. When he sees that the son of his friend is doing something evil, it doesn't bother him as much. Then when it's your own son, then when it's your own family, that bothers you. It's a natural, it's almost a natural reaction. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a natural reaction. But when you, when you see deviant behavior from a family member, you, the, the natural reaction is, is it's almost, almost like, if you could say, it's a chemical reaction almost like. It bothers me. Why does he have to be like that? Why does he have to do that? Why does he have to say that? Why does he have to be this way? Right? So that's only when, when we see a family member, when we see a son, when we see a daughter. This is, na- this is the nature that was implanted in people. That they should feel, that there should be a natural feeling for the, ch- for the son. That when he does something which should not be done, that he's going to uh, strike him and he's going to curse him. In other words, he's going to give him Musa. He's going to he's going to tell it to him like it is, shoot straight from the hip, right? So that's the nature. It's it's a natural thing. It's like almost instinctual. It's it, it's been placed, you know, like a like a, a lioness goes by instinct. She goes and gets food for her for her kids for the for for the cubs. The same way that when a parent, a thinking parent, sees a child act in a certain way, that same way. Is a, is a natural reaction. I got to give Musa. I got I got to correct him on the right path, right? A person doesn't do that for somebody else that did not mock, but somebody that doesn't bother them. Okay, somebody else does. It's a free country. It's not my. It's not. It's not in my house. It's not in my radius. It's not in my borders. It's not by me. It's not my own. It's somebody else's, right? That uh, doesn't bother me as much. Kimokain says the Orachayim, the Torah wants us to, to, to think about this. And the Torah wants us to make the following analogy. The Torah wants us to make the following analogy. The Torah wants us to also think about this regarding our relationship with Hashem. The same way that there's a relationship between a parent and a child in the way that we just described so too, there's the same relationship between us and the Rabbanu Shalom. Pirish. Shagam Shaumus Osim Resha. Visoevos. Even though the other nations of the world do evil things and things abomin- that, that are abominable, the Rabbanu Shalom is not as concerned. The Rabbanu doesn't care so much about that. It doesn't bother him. Doesn't, it's not concerned about that as much. Right? That's the way it is. Kimoshi makbid alecha liyoselokecha. That's why it says the word elokecha in this pasuk. Your God. The Torah wants to emphasize. In kashayish yaser ishes bino Hashem elokecha. Your God. Right. The Torah wants to emphasize these words to us. It wants to tell us this is your God. What does that mean by the words? It's your God. It's your God and not anybody else's God. 
Torah wants us to understand that. That this is your father. This is your parent. Torah wants us to think about the Rebona Shalom. It wants us to think about Hashem the same way that we think about our parents. The same way that we know that in, in a normal relationship with our parents, we're not going to get away with doing something which is, which is not right without our parents giving us Musa, without, without, without them not being afraid to say something to us. Right? It's not, that's not going to happen. They're not going to be afraid. So too, the Rabbanu Shalom is also, he's not going to pay to, okay, fine, listen. Those nations that are doing something, the Rabbanu Shalom says, that's not me. That's not my house. That's not by my children. I don't care as much. Let them do whatever they want to do. But by us, the relationship is not like that. Right? The relationship is not like that. Therefore, therefore, um, Therefore, it's, 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 he, 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 the relationship is different. And so therefore, the, it says, the Orachayim, She nisyached shem elokusoy alecha. Hashem has took his name as a God, meaning the God of, and he made it specific to the God of you. Elokecha, your God, the God of the Jewish people. Velezem yasrecha. And therefore, the reaction is going to be the same. The Rabbana Shalom is going to say, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you alone. The reaction is going to be the same. Right? Therefore, Hashem is going to say, I'm not going to leave you alone, and whatever you're going to do, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to, I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to come after you. Whatever you do, that's not right. That's what this Pasuk is saying. What do you want to say then? What's the question? Um, I'm just thinking. Right, poorly behaved children in Kiddush, yeah. And so the, the parents are saying, it's like, well, okay, should you, I can argue this either way. You know, in some ways we go, oh, it should be up to their parents to, to teach the children how to behave, because you they're visiting guests, they should be... Right, should you have the children uh, discipline their children, their, the should parents. you have the parents discipline their children to behave at a Kiddush? Yeah, but, so on the one hand, you, you know, they're all Jewish, so... You, you could say, oh, anybody in the, in the congregation could admonish the, the, the child. That's not the way we behave, because uh-huh. we're, we're all Jewish. Um, you know, we were approaching it, well, they're not our children. You know, their individual parents should, right, should right. discipline them. But on the other hand, if we're all Jewish, they all should have the same values, that there are certain standards of behavior. Um, right, so, so the Orachayim is not addressing that issue at all. Yeah. Right, the Orachayim is, is, is the, the truth is, according to what we're saying, everybody has an equal obligation to teach a child, even if it's somebody else's child, okay. to teach them the proper way to go. You know, you see the child, for example, you're sitting, you're sitting in shul. Yeah. He doesn't know the place in the siddha. Uh-huh. And, and the father walked out, or he's not there, or the child came by himself to shul. You're not going to show him the place, because it's not my child. Of course you're going to show them the place. That's, that would be said. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to, 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 to uh, correct the ways of our fellow man. The Orachayim is not addressing that point. The Orachayim is addressing is that who is it natural reaction to the child's deviant behavior? Right? The truth is, it's the parents that are the natural reaction. 
the other people don't react as much. The, the natural reaction by them is, it's not my son. It's not my daughter. But the Orchayim is telling us another secret here. And that's the secret is, is that we learn here is, is that it taka does bother the parents that the children are not behaving during the Kiddush. They might not be doing anything about it. But the Orchayim says that it's natural that it bothers them if there's a deviant behavior. So the parents are bothered. They just have to be inspired to, uh, to, 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 in a proper way, in a, in a, uh, poli- in a PC way, gentle and kind way, they have to be inspired to, uh, to, 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 to make sure that the children behave in shul. Right? Yes, and well, in this way, whereas us other ones who are, if we're not the parent of that child, would be reticent to... Yeah, say to, to a child, you know, that's not the way, you, know, you, sh- you should only take four potato chips, not 25 right. or something. That, and we say, no, no, that's not our child, we don't want, to, don't want to get involved. But this, because they are Jewish, we're Jewish, and we know that there's certain standards of behavior that right. people are taught. That's definitely a mitzvah, as long as it's done the right way. There's definitely a mitzvah to, uh, to, to definitely, to, you know, tell the children to uh, stop talking when the rabbi's speaking or whatever. Uh, you know, as long as it's done, you know, obviously in a, in a ask them if they know the bracha for the fruit that they're eating or something like that, or yeah. you know, it's definitely the right thing to do. Yeah, it's done in a proper way. Whereas if it, you know you're just at the at the zoo, you don't necessarily what he's saying. You don't have the same obligation necessarily for for a non-Jewish child because you know, Hashem has a different relationship, or, or at least you know most times you say. Oh, yeah, some people are taught to be aggressive. Some people are taught to mm, just wait your turn in line. I was taught. Right. To, I was taught to wait my turn in line. Other right. People were taught. Oh, you have to rush to take it there first because first is best. Right. Yeah. So you don't know what the person's taught at, at home. What, what are their parents teaching you? Right. I think most Jewish people are sort of taught, you know, better to wait. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, it's 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 important to do that. But the Orachayim is saying that he wants us to understand that the same way that the parents have a natural uh, reaction, an instinctive reaction to discipline their children, the Rebunshan will act with us that same way. He will act with us that same way because Imamish considers us to be like a child. Okay, now let's do Rabbi Rabad's, uh, Rabbi Rabad's summary of, the, of this Orachayim. Says Rabbi Rabad, Right, it is not the nature of a person to rebuke and to punish. Only those people upon whom he uh, cares when they do something bad. Therefore, a person usually the nature is is that they don't give Musar or punish somebody else. Ki because that person is a stranger to them. Ach oso es bino ose ra. But when a person sees his son doing bad, then humak love, he cares about that. Uma anisho, and he punishes him, umiyasrehu, and he rebukes him, umakeyu, and strikes him if necessary. Kimokin, kasher haumos osim ra, lo yakbit alehem. So too, when the Jewish people uh, do bad, I'm sorry, now when the other nations do bad, the Rabban Shalom doesn't care so much. Ach, Hashem Elokecham Yasreka. It's only Hashem, your God, with the emphasis on your, your God. 
who makbir alam Yisrael. He cares about the Jewish people. Because they are the children of Hashem. And Hashem has placed His name upon them. Right, so that's the, that's the summary of Rabbi Rabad of what we just read in the Orachayim HaKadosh. Now let's skip to the Orachayim in chapter 9, verse number 10. Chapter 9, verse number Before we continue, the, the, the Sefer HaYosher in uh, Shar HaShvi explains at length, if you read there, you'll see, explains at length also this this idea of the fact that we have a unique relationship, even though that's not a topic, we have a unique relationship with Hashem. Um, okay, so let's go now to chapter 10, so chapter 9, verse number 10. Says the um, Torah, verse number 10. Vayitin Hashem Eli, and Hashem has given me Shnei Luchos Avonim. He gave me the two tablets, the Luchos. He gave me the two tablets made out of stone, Ksuvim Beetzpa Elokim. They were written with the finger of God. Right? They were, these these Luchos were written with the finger of God. Vahaleim and on them Kichol Advarim Asher Diber Hashem Imochem. And written on these luchos is like all of the words, all of the matters, or all of the things that Hashem has spoken with you. Bahar, on the mountain, mitoch ha'esh b'yoyim ha'kahal. That it was on the mountain, which is Har Sinai, from the fire, b'yoyim ha'kahal, on the day of gathering. So the Torah here is saying that Moshe is saying to the Jewish people that I gave you the two luchos that were written by the etzpa elokim, by the finger of God, right? That uh, what was written on them, everything that Hashem has said to the to the Jewish people uh, during the divine revelation at Har Sinai. Says the Orachai Makadosh. Tzoruch ledas omroi va'aleham. We have to understand the words va'aleham. The words say, and on them, right? And on them, quote, and on them was written, Kehol Asher, Hashem. So we have to understand, what does it mean, on them? That on them was written. Tzoruch Ledas, says the Orachayim, Omroi Va'alehem. We have to understand, what does it mean when it says, and on them? Hine, Beparshas Kisisa, Says the Orachaim, in Parshas Kisisa Shmos Lamed Aleph Yudches, in the book of Exodus, in chapter 31, verse number 18, Pirashti Maimer Ksuvim Be'etz Belokim, I explained the statement of written with the finger of God. What does it mean that it was written with the finger of God? There I explained what it means. Shahaya Hashem Mechaven Etzpa Elokim, then Hashem was directing the finger of Elohim, Kineged Haluach, opposite the tablet, Kitsura Saos, like the image of a letter. And with this, it was, that which was the opposite of it, 
supported to the sides. V'nishar, and it came out, Mokom Chokuk, the place came out to be engraved. Uka'omroi, Choros Aluluchos. And like it says, that the Luchos were engraved by the finger of Hashem. Right? Uboha'kos of Khan. And the Pasuk here is coming to tell us, says the Orachayim, Vohoidia Shemokom HaChakak Nechkak Mokom Haluach. It's coming to tell us that the place of the engraving, meaning at the place, at the area of the engravement, if there's such a word, Nechkak, it was engraved, Mokom Haluach, the place of the tablet. Aval Goiva Oro, but the height of the light, Asher Notes Me'or Etzbe'elokim, that was uh, sparked from the light of the finger of Hashem, V'hoyu ha'ozios niros el yonos, ha'gam she'hoyu ha'kukos, and the letters appeared to be el yonos, they appeared to be above, even though they were engraved, V'hu amroi, and that's what it means, V'alehem, that's what it means on top of them. Kichol hadvarim ashedibar Hashem. Like all the words that Hashem has spoken. Pirush, the explanation of this is, is kidimyon, it's like the appearance or the imagination, shahayu hadibor notzer mimena bria kidusha. It's as if that the dibor, the speech, was created from it a new, a, a holy bria, a new creation. Right, Kimokin Nechzaf Beniginos Elokim. So too, it was engraved in the Negias Elokim with the with the with the touching of God, the Luach, or in the Luach in the in the Luach of light, Va'ala Alaluchos, and it went on top of the tablets, the heaven, and understand this. So let's see uh, Rabbi Rabad's summary. See what he says about this. Right, says Rabbi Rabad. What does the word ba'alehem mean? Says Rabbi Rabad, as hakosov etzba elokim, right, the words, quote unquote, etzba elokim, the finger of God, it means that Hashem has pointed his finger as if Hashem would have a finger, he would point his finger opposite or in front of the tablet, and he would point his finger in the image of the letter, and when he would point his finger, then the letter would automatically become engraved in the luchos. So, kan ha-Torah modia, the Torah here is telling us, shalimros beluchos, besides the fact that the letters were engraved in the luchos, ha'or haya gova me'haluchos. There was also a light above the luchos. Beglal hayosei or shenoiveya me'etzpelukim. Because since the engravement took place from the finger of God, that means that the engravement took place through the light which emanated from God. Therefore, above the letters there was a light that emanated from God, which created the engravement in the luchos in the tablets. The letters therefore looked as if that they were above. Even though they were engraved. That's where it says, 
on top of the luchos it was written. So it almost sounds like that there was, uh, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's almost like it sounds like there was a 3D image of the light of the letters themselves and the image of the light emanating from, from the luchos, but it wasn't really emanating from the luchos, it was emanating to the luchos because it was the, 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 the light that came from the Kiva Yochel as if Hashem would have a finger from the finger of God that caused the engraving in the luchos. And that's what it means. And on top of them, there, there was all of the words that Hashem had spoken in Har Sinai. I'd never heard that. For some reason, I thought that Moses had... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. I, I, so, but there, the letters are actually in, engraved. Right. He took it into a dark, or whatever, a dark room or something. But, but there's light emanating from from yeah. the letters right. themselves. And it's like a 3D picture. Right. So it, sounds, right. it sounds like almost like a 3D picture. So it was like a light that enveloped the luchos themselves. And that light, was, the source of that light was the light that caused the engravement of the letters of the words that were written in the luchos. Is it a mirror image? Because, well, as you said, it's... And I'm glad my cousin said as if Hashem would have a finger because in the Orchayim it says it means God, you know, God's finger. Well, yeah, I mean the Torah says it was God's finger. God's finger. Oh, okay. And of course your, your cousin, the Rabbi Rabad, is pointing out the obvious and that is, is that of course Hashem doesn't have a finger. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But so there's uh, that's what is it a mirror image because light's emanating from here but it's almost reflected back from the tablets. Yeah, so I don't think it's coming from the tablets. It's coming to the tablets. That's what it sounds like. But it looks like it's coming from the tablets. Oh, okay. I thought that there were almost two lights. There's a light coming to that created it, and then there's a light emanating from. Yeah, that's how he sounds like he's saying. So maybe that's in the appearance. It looks like it's coming from. He says that there was a light. Rabbi Rabat says that there was a light above the luchos. But it actually came from, from or emanated from the finger of Hashem. Okay, oh, okay. That's what the Orachim is explaining. So it, it's almost as if, it's almost as if you would say something like this. You would say that the initial, that the initial uh, um, composition, uh, the initial um, um, creation or the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the accomplishment of the construction of the Luchos was done with this light that came from the finger of Hashem, yes. but but it sounds like that the residue of that light still remained even in the aftermath of the engraving yes. that the light caused. And that residue looks as if it's emanating from the luchos, or it could be that the residue is emanating from the luchos because ultimately the light itself reaches the engravement that's on the luchos themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so whatever it is, bottom line is, is that the luchos didn't just appear as a tablet of stone. Which is, had always been my concept. Uh, but it was a tablet of stone that was obviously surrounded by the spiritual light that, quote-unquote, emanated from the finger of God. Yeah. And that was the, that in the mechanics of it, uh, that's what caused the, uh, that in the mechanics of it, that's what caused the, the, the actual engraving to take place in the Luchos themselves. To me, as a mere mortal, when I would have seen the the, the luchos, I would have just seen the light emanating. Well, it doesn't. He doesn't say. He doesn't say whether the light 
itself outshined the luchos and you weren't able to see them. You know, it's kind of like a, you have like a, a break front in your in your dining room. You have a break front, so you have a light in the in the, you know that 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 uh, that the inside the break front and is and the break front has mirrors in it, and the light reflects from all the mirrors, and you see a light, so the whole thing lights up. It doesn't mean that the light is overwhelming. Dorachain doesn't say that the light was overwhelming. He just says that the luchos were were surrounded by this light, so it could be it wasn't overwhelming. It was just lit up. You could still read the individual letters, but you you didn't just see stone. Yeah. You didn't just see tablets. You saw tablets with, with you know, maybe in the shul. Uh, if you uh, next time you next time you make an Aron Kodesh and you put luchos over there, whatever, you, you have to uh, in the background uh, draw draw light. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to uh, uh, copy the exactly how what it was. Basically, because you know, a stone you couldn't see in the dark, but with this, it's like no matter where you were, at what time of day, you would look at it. You could be able to read the the luchos. Right, you'd be able to read the luchos exactly. Right. Twenty four seven. Right. Okay, so continues the Arachayim. Now we do Pasukut Zayin. Seventeen, same chapter. So it says the Espos Bishnei Haluchos, and I grabbed the two tablets. And I threw them from, from uh, the literal translation is from on top of my two hands. And I broke them in front of your eyes. Right? So we know. We know what happened. Uh, we all read the Maisa HaEgel. Uh, the worshipping of the golden calf. Uh, it's in Parshas Kisisa. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos. So here he's describing his breaking of the two tablets. Says the Orachai Makadosh, Tzorach Ladas, what we have to know in this Pasuk is, Lom Utzrech Litovsam, why did he have to grab them? Vahalo Biyodo Hayo. Here, right, you don't, when you read this Pasuk, you don't even uh, hear that it says that he grabbed them. The espos, and I grabbed the luchos. What do you mean you grabbed the luchos? You were holding them the whole time, and I grabbed the luchos. Almost sounds like says the Arachayim that they were on the floor. He put them down, and then when he saw it happen, he grabbed them. That's what grab them means. But, but we know that he didn't grab them because he had them in his hands. He came down with them. So what does the Torah mean by the words and I grabbed them? V'ulai, says the Orachayim HaKadosh, V'ulai, Kishelochot to Yisrael, before the sin, possibly we could say, Hayaluchos Gavos Al-Yad Moshe. Perhaps, maybe, the Luchos were high on the hands of Moshe. V'lo Yodoi Maseges Lekachas Osab. And his hands could not reach to actually take them. Meaning that it almost sounds like the Orachayim is saying it's possible that the Luch, Moshe was not holding the Luchos. He was not holding the tablets. Instead, they sort of hovered right above the reach of his hands. Like it says in the Pasuk before this. What does it say in the Pasuk before this? Quote, Vishnei Haluchos Al Shtei 
and the two luchos, the two tablets, on my hands. It shouldn't say, on my hands. It should say, in my hands. Right? If you take a look in Pasuk Tezvav, in Pasuk number 15, or you don't have it, so I'll read it for you. The Afin Ba'ered Minahar, and I turned and I went down from the mountain, Vahar Bara Ba'esh, and the mountain was burning with fire. Ushne Luchos Habris Al Yadai, and the two tablets of the covenant were on my hands. Says so, Orachim, what do you mean they were in, on your hands? They were in your hands. Answer is, they were on his hands. Moshe actually was not carrying the Luchos, instead, they kind of hovered above his reach above his hands, and that was before the sin. Actually, yeah, okay, that passage is talking about actually, okay, during the sin, but fine, I guess he's saying, fine. Velo Omar, continues the Orachayim, bishte yadai, it doesn't say in my hands, or biyadi, or in my hand. Ela niskaven loimar. In here, the, the two tablets of the covenant were above my two hands. Is it above right. or on? on well, that, that it's a, uh, 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 what we're saying today is the same. So Rabbi Monk is, is saying the same thing as we are. Okay. Is, that, is that, that it means that they were... Not in. Uh, on can also mean above, because that's what on means. Okay. Right above, because, I mean, if you say it's 100 miles above, then it's not on my hands. But if it's hovering right over my hands, then it's on my hands, even though it's not literally sitting on my hands. That's what I mean when I say on my hands. Right? Ellen is Kavan Loimar. The Torah here is telling us, the S post that I grabbed them. Shaloha Yubiyadav Mamish. The Torah is telling us supposed to give love that he didn't actually hold the Luchos. They were above his hands. Vayonosos Atzmon, they carried themselves. The same way that the Gemara says in Sota that the Aron carried itself. Aron Noise es Noisav. The, uh, the Aaron carried itself. It looked like the Levim were carrying the Aaron, but it's not true. The Aaron was carrying itself. Right, uh, that's the Chavetz Chaim. There's a whole word about this. In, uh, I think in his Sefer, maybe Nidche Yisrael, somewhere about the fact that uh, people who support the Torah think that they're supporting the Torah, but really the Torah is carrying them, the same way that the Aaron carries those that carry it. So the Luchos will also carry themselves. The Luchos are also similar to the to the to the to the Aaron, which represents the Torah. The Acher Shiroha Egel. After he saw, this answers my question earlier. After he saw the calf, after Moshe saw the calf, Husar Koach Kidushasam. It was removed their force of their spirituality of the of the of the Luchos. And Moshe had to grab them in his hands because they were no longer able to hover above his hands. And that's what it means in the Pasuk, the Espos, and I grabbed the two tablets. Says Rabbi Rabad in his summary. Says Rabbi Rabad, the first Luchos were the action of God. Meaning that it was they were godly. They weren't fashioned by a man. Right? Now it says Rabbi Rabad, clearly the first Luchos were not bought in your local uh 7-Eleven. Uh 7-Eleven or your local uh, carving station. 
you know, uh, at the, at the, where they carve out stones. It wasn't born in the, in the it was they weren't bought in the Home Depot. They came from Hashemayim. They were made by the Rabbanu Shalom. After the Egel was made, The after the eagle, it's not that Moshe chose, Rabbi Rabbah, this is Rabbi Rabbah's interpretation, it's not that Moshe chose to break the luchos, but the luchos could have been uh, within the, the purview, within, within, within the Jewish people after they sinned. No. The consequence was, oh, I'm sorry, you know what, that's the next Orachayim. I apologize, I read the, or, the, the wrong Orachayim, but it's still, it's still no gear what we read. <laughs> that's the next with Orchayim if we have time so go, go back a woman says Rabbi Rabbi Tzorach love and we have to understand Madua Hayatzorach Lisvoises Haluchos why did Moshe have to grab the Luchos Harihim Hayu Biyadov they were in his hands that sounds more like the summary I was reading the next one I was reading the one on ch- chapter 10 verse number 1 Right, but but we're gonna read the summary of this one. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to hold the luchos? They were in his hands. The answer is is that before the Jewish people sinned, the luchos were on top of Moshe's hands, and his hands couldn't reach them. Why the luchos were carried themselves? from the hands of Moshe. After the Jewish people sinned, the Koach HaKedusha was removed. The force of Kedusha was removed from the Luchos. Therefore Moshe had to grab the Luchos. And what we read accidentally about the next Arachayim actually fits with this Arachayim. Is that the, we'll, we'll say that the reason why the Luchos, uh, the Kedusha was removed from the Luchos, after the Jewish people sinned, is because their sin of the calf, uh, the consequence of that, the consequence, the consequence of that was, is that the Jewish people no longer deserved the Luchos, as that next Torah Chaim says. And therefore, since they never deserved the Luchos, the Luchos didn't went into Moshe's hands. Once they went into Moshe's hands, it was all down the hill from there. So the Luchos actually, Literally. That, that we had, that he actually... Those were the ones that were written in his hand. In Moshe's hand, yeah, right. Okay, so, so the ones that, that yeah, we, so that, yeah. most people would never have seen then the the ones that were the ones that were from Hashem with the light emanating from it. Right. Yeah. Right. So they, that's the way it was. We have time for one more. Let's do that one that we, 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 we preempted. It says in chapter 10, verse number 1, he at that moment, Amr Hashem Eli, Hashem said to me, Fashion for yourself two tablets made of stone like the first ones. Come up to me to the mountain. And make for yourself and Aaron, make for yourself an ark made out of wood. And I will write on the luchos, the matters that were on the first luchos, that you have broken with something, but Aaron, you will place them in the ark. 
says the Orachayim. Perush. Okay, so we're going to do the Orachayim now in one, in ten one. Perush, the explanation of this is like this. Because the first luchos, the first tablets, were made out of Hashem, they all them, like we said, they weren't born in Home Depot. They were made by Moshe. And after the eagle was made, therefore the Jewish people lost the merit to have tablets that were godly. Therefore Hashem said to Moshe, he should fashion the luchos with something that relates to him. Which is to take away the fact that they should be uh, uh, coming from uh, the lofty Hashem, which was the first set of luchos. And then it completes and says, You shall make for yourself an ark made out of wood. Pirish. Since the second set of luchos were made by man, meaning Moshe, therefore you need a, a case in order to put, in, put them into. Hashem did not command to make the luchos harishonim. The reason for that is, is they stand on themselves. They don't need an aron besides the aron that Betzal made. In other words, something which comes from God doesn't need a case, it doesn't need protection, it doesn't need a place to be put. It stands by itself, and that's it. And therefore, in the first luchos, the first set of tablets, Hashem did not command that the, that the tablets should have a case. But now that Moshe is making the tablets, now Hashem is commanding it should have a case. Right? Besides, so they, they don't need a case, except for the one that Aaron uh, Betzal made. He has to stick that in, because we know in Barshas, uh, in Barash Truma that Aaron did, that, that Aaron was made was committed that Bitzal was commanded to make an Aaron. Why Mashikasafti see what I wrote, Lael Tes Yudzayin, Bipasik Baespos, see what I wrote, which is what we just did in the Pasik of that I grabbed them. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu grabbed them because they were no longer godly. Therefore the Torah here the Torah here says, and you shall make for yourself Lahayrakenu to teach According to the, our way of understanding of these verses, because they are mamish yours, because you made them, because they are fashioned by a human being as opposed to God. That's why I'm making you uh, make an Aaron. So right now, are there two Aarons? There's one, or were there, if we could find, there's one that Moses made, and then on the inside, and the one from Batsalel on the outside? What? For the Luchos, yeah, it sounds like that there was a separate Aaron that uh, was made uh, by Moshe for the for these Luchos. Exactly. Here in the note, here it says in the name of the Or Hagonos, he says like this: When he was, when Moshe Rabbeinu was in Shemayim, the Luchos uh, were, were carried by themselves. They did not need an Ark. Like the last luchos, shekasev bam, vayusham kashet zivani, and they will, like it says with them, and they will be there, like I commanded. Okay. Fine. Anyway, so basically, this is say, so. Let, let's read. The, let's quickly read the Rabbi Rabat summary of this, and then we will conclude with the, with that final statement, Rabbi Rabat. So it says Rabbi Rabat, luchos arishonim hayu maisai Hashem velo maisaldam. The first tablets were made by God, not made by man. 
And after the calf was made, after the calf was made, the Jewish people were not fit to have the luchos, to have the tablets that were made by God. Therefore it says, Therefore it says, Make for yourself two tablets made out of stone. Says Rabbi Rabbad, that's what it means, that you should make them from something which is uh, from materials that are found in the physical universe. Therefore, when people will look at them, they will not say that this came from heaven. When they looked at the first Lucho, says Rabbi Rabad, they said, this material came from heaven. When they looked at the second Lucho, they said, this material came from, from, from man. The Lucho Sashniyam, continues Rabbi Rabad, Mitzuva Alasias Aaron Eitz. In the second Lucho, there is a command to make for them an ark. Because these tablets were made by man. Therefore, they needed a place. But the first luchos, that they were the actions of God, they were made by God, they did not need an ark. And with that, we uh, conclude the Orachayim for this.